0: Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. You heard of this thing, the 8-Minute Abs?
1: Yeah, sure, eight minute abs. Yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, this is going to blow that right out of the water. Listen to this
2: seven
0: minute
2: abs. Live from the YouTube machine, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Joe's mom's neighbor Doug, and it's National Women's Equality Day. Today we're celebrating a woman who has no equal, at least, you know, in her ability to turn household items into clothing from the Afford Anything podcast, Paula Pant. Then we have two men. Ugh, who cares? What? <laughs> I have to introduce them. All right, fine. Today we welcome a bastion of equality. Oh, gee. And from (laughs) LenPenzo.com, it's Betty Friedan. (laughs) She's out enjoying some of the equality she went on strike for. It's just another Menzo, our very own Len Penzo. See what I did there, man? So what's today's topic? We're diving into expectations versus the reality of retirement. One popular retirement author shares opinions and we will throw in ours. So what's your retirement dream? Let's clarify it. You have your own Happily Ever After. And speaking of happy, I am thrilled to bring you another Unequaled Trivia. And now, a guy who no woman would stoop so low as to be equal to, it's Joe saul <laughs>
0: Happy Friday, everybody! I am Joe Salci. Hi, Average Show Money on Twitter, and Doug. Nice job! That was way better than what you kept uh, doing in the table read. Congrats! <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> for making. I it always nail it live. For making Get it through it live. the script, we got a fantastic day today. As you heard, we're talking retirement. Even if you're a long way away from retirement, you know what? Planning for what you're going to do and how it makes sense, how it doesn't, a big part of. Living the dream, but I get to live the dream today because I'm with these four fantastic people. We already heard from Mr. Doug, so let's say hi to my co-host here at Stacky Benjamin's headquarters, a.k.a. Mom's Basements, Mr. OG. How are you, man?
1: Living the dream, baby.
0: It is a fantastic day in August. And (laughs) another guy who's here, Mr. Len Penzo here. I will tell you what. It is a
3: freaking hot day in August. You know how hot it is, Joe?
2: How hot is
0: it? It's so hot. I just baked a lasagna in my mailbox. Oh, oh. Mm. but that pencil lasagna, <laughs> even mailbox is is. Fa- Does that mean you mailed in lasagna. the recipe? Is that the deal? <laughs> no, you you put your stamp
3: on that. Yeah, I, I just I put my stamp on it, Joe. It's <laughs> delicious. <laughs> that is
1: good. Oh, how how hot is it over there? What's the uh, what's the temperature uh
3: let's see it's uh currently 97.2 degrees fm uh,
2: oh fahrenheit uh, yes okay did and he beat you because you you were all when anybody asked that question no not even close you know what og's in
1: which nail-
3: direction I, much well, lower you know, yes og's been nailing the the trivia so much he should have i
0: should just ask him how hot it is outside yeah,
3: that's right. <laughs> he'd have got the answer right
0: That's true. We're going to see if three weeks in a row, if he can get the trivia exactly right. But the woman who has the answer to all the trivia, which is the biggest trivia question of all, when is her last week for the next few months? And it's this week. Mm -hmm. Paula Pant is is. here for the yes. It is
4: heartbreakingly, unfortunately, my last week for the next ten months. So uh, going on ten months. 10 months.
2: Our our, our Nielsen ratings are about to crater.
4: Ah, well, I I will miss you so much, and I will miss (laughs) everyone here so much. Well, me,
2: I won't miss you,
4: but, you know, I'll miss this audience.
2: Am I bleeding, OG? I just got tagged, man. Wow.
0: Well, today with Paula retiring, how about that, huh? We're talking Ooh. retirement a sabbatical. And yes. We're gonna have some fun with that. Uh, but first before all that, oh gee, you know what I was thinking about the other day?
1: No, what were you thinking about? I oh, was thinking sorry. about this.
0: That. This episode sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget. Well, look no further than State Farm. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Isn't it amazing? I was thinking about our sponsors. Isn't that incredible? We've got OG here. We've got Len. We've got Paula. we got Doug. Let's get today's party started. Today's piece comes to us from the popular blog, uh, physician on fire. And it's a guest post though, from, uh, our friend Fritz from retirement manifesto. When Fritz first retired, he, uh, he came on the show and actually told us all about that process. And believe it or not, he's now been retired for four years. It's, uh. Man, it does not seem like four years ago since he did. But he's got this piece talking about what he expected from retirement and what he didn't expect, how retirement's the same, how it's different now that he's four years in. And I thought this is important because retirement is not about just math. It's about what happens during those years. And OG, four years in, is this a good time for an introspection? Is it too early? Is it too late? Like, when can you start looking back and going, okay, there's some trends. Some of these are what I expected. Some are not the same.
1: Yeah, probably four years is fine. You know, certainly within a year or two and anybody that retired four years ago was kind of right in the earlier parts of COVID and all that sort of stuff. So that didn't really look kind of the way they probably figured it would. But there's so much that uh, gets built up, you know, about retirement early on and, all the stuff that I'm going to do. And here's all the projects I need to complete and all the travel I need to get done. And, you know, you start checking off all the things that are on your list that it probably doesn't make sense to look at it from a, certainly not from a financial standpoint in the first six months or a year. I feel like after you've, you know, done anything for a couple of years, you kind of get your rhythm down and your, in your pattern of uh, whether it's spending or time allotment or whatever it looks like.
0: Len, you're much earlier on into your retirement journey, but are you finding like week to week evaluating it or is it starting to settle down at
3: all? No, it's so early for me still that it's, there's no way I'm even going to begin to try to evaluate it. It, it, I mean, it's just, uh, I will say this, it's as good as I hoped it would be, but I mean, it's way too early for me to evaluate like uh, Fritz can after four years.
0: There is a, there's a natural progression people go through, Len, and part of it, actually, when you talk to these retirement experts and longevity experts, is this euphoria, right? I don't have to go to the office every day, but then there's this second phase that hits, which is, what's the rest of my life mean? Have you started to feel this, this second phase yet?
3: You know what? I am not even close to that. Right now, I have so much on my plate that I don't have enough time in retirement to do everything I want to do. But again, I'm early on, but I mean, frankly, I hope I never get to that point where I run out of things to do because, you know, I I can't imagine being in retirement and not knowing what to do.
0: Before our break at the halfway point for our famous trivia segment, I want to focus on what Fritz said that he didn't expect, because I think there's a lot of lessons here for everybody that's either planning retirement or in retirement. Paula, I want to send this first one your way because he didn't expect that he would have a second home, right? He wasn't going to purchase Mm -hmm. another home, didn't want one. In fact, he had a second home that he decided to sell because they didn't want to Mm -hmm. manage it from far away. However, his daughter and son-in-law moved just five hours away from where he lived. So all of a sudden they had this opportunity and decided to buy a house in that area that they could have. It seems like what he's talking about here. He didn't expect the curveballs, right? Like he didn't expect the fact that, that life immediately was going to, I mean, that's a big purchase right in retirement.
4: Yeah. That is a huge purchase. But what I hear in his story is that he values family. He wanted to be closer to his granddaughter, right? Not, not just his daughter and son-in-law, but also, uh, like baby granddaughter. And because of that value of family combined with like flexibility in his budget he was able to buy that second home not all retirees can do that you know there are other retirees who are on a much tighter budget or who are right now kind of shocked by the fact that they weren't anticipating this kind of inflation rate so i think it, it his story goes to show just how varied uh retiree experiences can be depending on how much wiggle room there is in
0: your retirement budget and portfolio but when you and i have been answering questions on afford anything often the afford anything community is interested in optimization, and you and I feel like all the time are talking about how. And Fritz is a case in point here. If he mm-hmm. had had every all his pennies locked away, he wouldn't be able to go buy this house.
4: Right, exactly. Uh, as as we talk about on uh, afford anything all the time, there's that trade off between flexibility and optimization. And sometimes, in order to keep your money in a more flexible style of account. You trade off a little bit of optimization. You trade off some tax advantage, but the benefit that you get from
0: that is that you're able to tap your money when you want to. Land he calls this an asset allocation decision rather than expense. Do you see a second house in another city as an expense or part of his asset? Part, part of your no, asset I, allocation if you're going to do it.
3: I totally agree with him. I mean, it's an. I mean, this is a. It's not like he's buying something that depreciates fifty percent when you drive it off the lot. You know. It's another home. And he's even said he's going to sell it when his daughter, I think it was his, his daughter yeah, plans yeah. on moving. And I expect that even if the market turns down sharply or relatively sharply, you know, he's not going to lose the bulk of that investment or that purchase. So it, it, to me, thats it was a smart idea because he will get most of that money back, I would suspect.
0: Yeah, but yet, oh, gee, if he doesn't turn it into an income-producing property, I mean, it just sits there. And what if you don't produce any income? Doesn't it just go up with inflation? Which I guess means he's getting ten percent return.
1: <laughs> Score, <laughs> winner, winner. Yeah, I mean, obviously, primary house. You you don't really want to think about it as your. As an investment, right? Because that's where you've got to live. But a secondary house, you can consider it an investment. And I like how he uses this as an asset allocation. And that's his mi- in his mind anyway. It's not an expense. There's some incremental expense, like you n- mentioned, about taxes and upkeep and that sort of thing. But can uh, obviously cover that pretty easily. When you have that flexibility, like Paula was talking about, there's no there's no requirement to sell it day one. You know, Kid gets transferred again. You don't have to like, oh, I got to sell this thing right now. I yeah. can turn it into a rental or i can maybe i you know he said it's in southern alabama maybe it's on the maybe it's on the gulf coast it's like well this is nice now i got a gulf coast house and a mountain house you know maybe i'll just keep it you know there's there's a lot of a lot of flexibility there well if
0: he's open to putting renters into it having it close to a base i mean how great is that that yep. seems like a rental house dream
1: well you think yeah
0: sticking with you though OG for a second do you think that having you know a rental house is not cheap even to the down payment putting that kind of money into a a non-liquid asset any problems with that
1: well i think that it you know it all depends on the on the overall percentage of your investment i mean if if you've got a million dollars and you're going to go take a million bucks and go put it on a vacation house on the beach you know that's going to be kind of tough but uh, it's all relative to the you know, net worth of your liquid net worth, as it were.
0: The second thing he talks about that he didn't expect was that he would be on a board of directors. Now we're not, we're not all going to be on a board of directors when we get to retirement. So I want to widen that a little bit, Len. And uh, I'd like to ask you about this one because- as I think about this, I think about this consulting, you're right, bringing in some extra money. He was just retired. He gets a call from his old boss and finds out that, hey, they want him to keep working, to keep doing some stuff. My dad, in fact, does some of this. Are you thinking about maybe doing some consulting uh, now that you're retired? Um, well, that's, you know, hey, I'm open to that if need be. Um,
3: I have let my previous employer know that you know, if they need me, they can call me. I like what he's got. The board of directors thing is fantastic. You meet four times a a year for what, for a, uh, for an eight hour meeting and you go over, you know, I mean, that's, that's sweet. And those are usually some sweet paying gigs too for uh, So, I mean, that's really good, but any kind of income that you can get in retirement, that's less, you have to draw it down from your Nest egg that you're that you had have saved up for all those years. So it is important if you can get some cushy side hustle or whatever. I mean, that's that is absolutely something I think you should aspire to. I don't think I would have thought twice, uh, like Fritz, if somebody asked me to do that, be a board of directors, you've been like, Yes, that'll never happen for for me, but yeah, oh, I would be I'd be all over that. Yep.
0: Could you you imagine the big, huge company you worked for, multinational company, (laughs) uh, Mr. Penzo? (laughs)
3: Yeah, because I know what that company, I know what those board of directors get for their oh, yeah. Seven, year, several hundred
1: K a year plus, uh, plus more uh, than yeah.
3: several hundred. Yes, it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Paula, this idea about working in retirement on one hand, you've got retirement on another. Fritz is going back to work a few times a year. That that doesn't sound congruent.
4: Well, it's only four times a year, so it's not an undue burden on his lifestyle. It sounds as though he really had to change nothing about his day to day or even week to week schedule. And so it's kind of nice. It's, it's a way to stay in the game, stay current, uh, maintain social ties, bring it, presumably bring in some, some decent income and uh, you know, quarterly, I mean, you can do just
0: about anything quarterly. I would think, I would think, OG, like now with uh, the financial markets being the way they are, the economy being the way it is, like being able to have this small income stream can really do wonders for like your retirement projection.
1: Well, I mean, Len said this, for every dollar that you don't have to put into or take out of your investment accounts, that's the dollar that stays there. Plus, that's the dollar that keeps on growing. So it's a pretty big impact of if you want to retire early and you can say, well, I'm going to go make 20 grand working at Home Depot. You know, how much is that $20,000 in terms of assets you need to have or don't have? And, you know, this is four or five hundred thousand dollars of money that you don't have to have in your in your bank. This is the same thing as paying your mortgage off. You know, we've talked about that a bunch of times of, you know, again, that optimization of like, well, I should have low interest debt and, you know, invest the difference and all that sort of nonsense. But if you have a house payment, you know, you're you then you have to have money to pay the house payment with. And quite often that could be several hundred thousand dollars that you don't have to accumulate prior to retirement if you don't have that expenditure so you kind of flip that around and say instead if i can make 15 grand or 20 grand or you know like len's doing a couple hundred grand yeah. um, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> can uh, can go a long ways
0: the next thing that uh, Fritz in this piece said that he didn't expect was co-running a charity. He actually now runs a 501c3 charity. And Len, I, I love this idea that Fritz is talking about is he didn't expect to be so involved in the community. Like that just seems, I don't know, just life affirming and what retirement's all about. Yeah, well, I think that's fantastic.
3: And I think he mentioned in there that it's been taking more of his time than he expected, but it's fulfilling and Boy, you know, it's something I want to do too. That, that actually has kind of inspired me to start something up sooner rather than later as well. I mean, um, boy, talk about giving your later years some purpose and something that will always keep you busy and you can apply as much of your time as you wish. It, it, I mean, it's fantastic. And I, I think it's a fantastic idea.
0: Paul, I want to transition this a little bit for younger people that may see themselves a long way away from retirement. You are saying Mm -hmm. bye-bye to the show, it seems Mm -hmm. like for you, like waiting for retirement for these sabbaticals, like that's too late. So the reason
4: that I'm taking a 10-month hiatus from the show is because I'm going into a one-year fellowship, a business journalism fellowship at Columbia University. It's not the restraining order. That's so good. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, at least that's not the overt reason. Philip um, Phillips
0: says you can do everything quarterly, but not everything quarterly. <laughs> exactly. Pretty good.
4: So yeah, so I'm doing a one-year business journalism fellowship at Columbia University, and it's basically a chance for me to hit pause on the things that I normally do year over year. You know, I've been part of the Stacking Benjamins Roundtable for 10 years now, and it's wonderful, but it's a chance uh, once in a decade to hit pause, take time out, and then spend 10 months Deeply immersed in
2: learning, um, there are so a lot think- easier ways to take a hiatus from this show, Paula. I mean, you can get hit by a car. <laughs> you know what? I was confused <laughs> you could have like, a pancreatic
3: operation you need. <laughs> well, yeah, y- you know, last week you mentioned going to Columbia, or, or Joe did mm-hmm. said, "Oh, Paul's going to Columbia," and I was thinking you were going to South America, and I was I like, did "What? Too. They don't have?" I was like, <laughs> "They don't what? They don't have uh, the same y- time hi- zone in everything." Columbia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's <wrong> with you? <laughs> What's going on?
4: Yes, I, I get that a lot. Apparently going, uh, moving to South America is completely on brand and in character. So yes. <laughs> I'm not surprised that people thought that like that meant I was relocating to Medellin. And then but, she starts uh,
0: talking about taking the subway. I'm like, I didn't know there was a right? subway. <laughs> I went all the way there. It's amazing. Exactly. Uh, you know, when it comes to his last thing here, he talks about building a workshop. And I, and I feel OG to Paula's point, like just following your curiosity here is a cool thing about retirement—having this time to do what the heck he wants when he wants.
1: We've heard a lot of a lot of people who do like the year of yes or something like that, where you just try to f- accept everything that you can accept just to just to see what you enjoy. Uh, I was listening to a comedian talk about uh, improv and something that I hadn't rev- ever heard of before, but it makes a ton of sense. Is in improv, you have to say yes and. Like guess just, you have to, otherwise, you know, the whole bit collapses, right? So you have to just do that and something different. I just thought that that would be a real interesting way to kind of go through, you know, a period of time of like, you know, yeah, of course I'll do that. Yeah, of course I'll do it. To like, just try to try to say yes to a lot of things and see what happens.
0: And what's funny is it sounds easy. I mean, both things sound easy. It sounds like having a year of yes is easy but it's it it actually is so hard and doing that improv thing. I did that at a conference recently, took an improv course at a conference, and, uh, and it was hard to keep it going. I mean, no matter what somebody said, you had to say yes and. and it it was it was not as easy as you thought it was. hey, i want to I want to ask all of you guys, this was the really big one. You'd think about somebody who's going from a dynamic income where they can make more money to largely a fixed income, right? And he says, that he doesn't think much about money. <laughs> does that does that surprise you, Len? That somebody—I don't know if you know Fritz at all, but, but but just somebody who's a money blogger for the past four years. Yeah, I don't think that much about money. Now that it's a fixed asset, the the economy might be in a recession. My stocks have gone down a bunch. I don't think about it. You know,
3: if you're financially secure when you retire and you've done your homework and gamed everything eight ways to seven. What's the saying? Seven ways, to six ways to Sunday. You know, I, I agree. I, I don't think Sunday. eight ways to nine Sunday. And, okay. Nine and three quarter ways. Nine and th- Well, whatever it is, you know, I, I, you know, I can see that that would kind of make sense, um, especially when you've got a side hustle too that where you got money coming in, even less reason to have to worry about money. So, I, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me.
0: Paula, uh, his quote exactly is, do yourself a favor, spend quality time before you retire, making sure you have a sound plan. Your retirement years will be enjoyable as a result. You're not going on into retirement, but you are doing this sabbatical. You uh, sound retirement plan, going to think about money the next 10 months? Well, I think
4: there's a sweet spot to how much a person thinks about money, and that changes depending on the season of life that you're in. And so uh when you're working you're thinking about money accumulation and in retirement you're thinking money preservation and they're two separate headspaces they're just dis- like distinct and shouldn't be conflated so it might be the case that he does think about money but given the disparity in the ways in which he thinks about money he doesn't realize that he's as cognizant of money as he is
0: the uh <laughs> Oh gee, I don't know. Is uh,
1: what's going on? I'm just watching Doug throwing him back. I don't know what he's doing.
0: <laughs> we do this live on YouTube for people wondering on the audio podcast what the heck's going on. I'm sitting here it's, listening to Paula and it's uh, Paula's fault. Yes, and watching Doug. If you want to hang out with us, we're doing this one more time live, uh, which is going to be. The last Monday in August, this coming Monday, we're going to be here live, 5 p.m. Eastern. Come join us. We'll be there probably a few minutes after. OG, do yourself a favor. Spend quality time before you retire, making sure you have a sound plan. Your retirement years will be more enjoyable as a result. That's kind of shocking to you, isn't it, Mr. Financial Planner? Is that weird?
1: Weird. It's just weird. Absolutely (laughs) strange. All the years prior to it, I mean... Retirement planning is one of these things that I, I think that you need to be, be working on a very, very, very long time. And it doesn't mean that you work on a lot, a lot of the time, but a little, a lot of the time. Because, you know, when you're 20 or something, you don't need to be worried about what your spending plan is going to look like when you're 60. It's hard to kind of fathom what that looks like, but you can do the smart things like live below your means or invest in your 401k and work to increase that to the to the maximum or put money in a Roth and Build those good habits. And then as you get closer and things become clearer and clearer, you can kind of fine tune it and then make sure that you're kind of trending toward the right thing. Last thing that you want to do is show up in somebody's office like mine three years before retirement and somebody says, Oh, geez, you should have done this 10 years ago. You're way off course. You know, you need to have a big change. It doesn't mean, you know, that's unsavable, so to speak. It's just going to change your plan if you, you know, so start thinking about it, you know, in your 30s and your 40s and you'll be much better off by the time you get to. It's his mid fifties age here.
0: And this is, by the way, the reason why this uh, topic, even though it's about during retirement years is fantastic. If you're in your twenties, thirties or early forties to even hear, Hey, it is that time. We are now at the halfway point of today's show. And that means it's time for our weekly competition that lasts a whole calendar year. Paula Pants about to hand off the baton, by the way, and Paula, a nice job of shepherding the baton so far this year, because Paula has six and a half points. And Paula, you had to work very hard for those six and a half trivia points.
4: The the uh, untethered burden. Um, the the. Uh, I, I, She's, I'm, try, I'm trying to come up with the words to describe the enormity of, uh, of the test,
0: the enormity yes. of effort that the person who's going to fill in for you has to try to climb the mountain that you've created. Because Paula has six and a half points. She tied once with OG. Len has 10 points. OG is uh, pulling away with 13 and a half. But the bigger news today is the last two sessions in a row – OG has nailed it, and because he's in first place, he's got to guess first. We're going to see if he can extend that to three times in a row. Can he? Uh, uh, can he hey, nail hey, it?
3: Before Before you go any further, though, Joe, can I just Paula? Before you go, can I have your picks for the rest of the you know for the next <laughs> ten months?
4: Oh, you mean you you want uh, you want me to front load all of my
3: guesses? I just want your pick and mine. So I'll have two picks. Yeah, he wants oh. he wants a
1: double double answer every every. Then I can sandwich myself.
0: Yeah, he's got uh, uh,
1: That was that was that was Doug's it? nickname in college.
0: <laughs> True story. We've got uh, one person who asked the question though to see if uh, OG can nail it. Paula can maybe Have a big (laughs) win on her last day here, or if uh, Len can uh, make this close. Here we go. Let's see.
2: I am the one who knocks, Joe. It is you. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. For Women's Equality Day, let's talk about a woman who knew her worth way back in the day when men were men and men treated women like an afterthought when it came to financial matters. Hetty Green. She was the daughter of two wealthy families and even asked for a prenup way back in 1867. You go, girl. But with her Quaker upbringing, she was not, excuse me, she was notoriously stingy. Notoriously stingy. She refused to pay for hot water. She wore the same dress until it started coming apart and used her sister's Netflix account. When she died in 1916, she was considered the richest woman in the world. So my question is, in 1916 dollars, how much was her fortune worth? I'll be back with the answer after I go find out why Joe's HBO Max account suddenly isn't working. The bill again. How much more time we have on, on sharing? Netflix has already said uh,
0: this gig might be up uh, very soon, so we'll see. What happens? I feel like we're kind of in that Napster time, don't you, Len? Where you know we can kind of share with everybody our (laughs) our our accounts. Maybe that's. I totally forgot
3: about Napster.
0: (laughs) My goodness. Maybe that's going away. Paula has no idea what Napster is. She's taking a nap on Napster. I recall Napster. I simply didn't partake. Did not partake. Oh, that's that's good. I. It's it's okay, Paula.
3: They won't come after you.
0: Yes. She tried the Napster. She didn't inhale the Napster, right? Duck just got it. Yes, that's it. I looked at the Napster, but I did not download any songs. Is that, is that what that is? Yes. Old oh, guy alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're commenting on uh, Louise's uh, old guy alert. Uh, we got the old guy stories now coming in. Remember Napster? Hey, uh, so we're going to start with Mr. O.G., Hetty Green. How much money did she have? In- so you
1: guys thought that I would get this on the button? Yes. D- Doug did. I don't even know who well, it is. He, he threw in
0: the 1916
1: dollars, so, we, so we that just helps.
0: told you who it was.
1: <laughs> but I don't know who it is. Am I, am I, am I meant to Does know it who it is? Yeah. I mean. You didn't like, listen? Oh, you don't need didn't to you know, know who to it Doug's is. Intro?
2: Richest woman in the world, 1916. <laughs> I mean, anybody can just put some logic together in their head and nail this.
1: Okay. Th- this was a big <laughs> ruse. I see now. <laughs> I'm getting it. All right. Richest person, richest woman who died in 1916. So hundred years inflation. She was really rich. So uh, f- <laughs> <laughs>
3: at least use some
1: logic what? out loud. 60, I mean- 65 million dollars.
0: 65
3: Okay, just
1: to, just to be clear, that's in $1916? 1916 1916 yes. $1916. Correct. Okay, yeah. 65 yes. million.
0: Mr. Penzo, 65 million reasons, that's right or not?
3: It's got to be more than that. But how much more? I'll go with 100 million.
0: 100 million dollars. Paula Pant, you got 100 million reasons why that's not right. I come
4: on, embrace this one more I time. I embrace this. I know. I embrace this as an invitation to <laughs> decide who I'm going to Chelsea Brennan. And, uh, and you basically I, have gonna, three choices I'm going to take the under. So I'm going 64.9 million. See, but you
0: disappoint me because you historically spend all day going. So I have three choices it can be below 65 million. It could be between 65 million or 100 million or above and, Or
4: it million. could be above 100 million. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the three choices at hand. And if I were to go between 65 million to 100 million, I could either Chelsea Brennan on, on you know, close to one side, or I could take the average and occupy as much of the middle zone as possible. So it really becomes a strategy question of essentially what's that?
0: Five choices. But Len thinks she has more money. You think she has less than what she said.
4: I, I think that adjusting for inflation and also adjusting for the fact that the richest person or persons are richer today than they were even in in, in inflation-adjusted dollars than they were a century ago, I think that in 1916 dollars, she had less than $65 million.
0: Well, I absolutely uh, love your guesses. We got them all locked in. We'd love to tell you who the winner is, but Doug, you're going to have to wait a second because I got a story to tell you, you know, this, you know, this thing I was thinking about just today.
2: I do know the thing, but you go ahead and share it with everybody else. But I do know what you were thinking about today. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, if you're new to stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to. you're gonna get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Stackers becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union lets you experience more from everyday commutes to your next big vacation. The flagship credit card earns you three times the points on travel so you can get rewarded for wherever you're headed next. Plus, this premium travel card is a low annual fee of $49. And the two times the points on all purchases outside of travel means the rewards don't have to end even when the vacation does. I love scoring points as long as you're paying off your credit card every month. And you know what? Navy Federal has lots of tools at the Navy Federal website to help you make sure that you've got that budget intact and that you've got a strategy when it comes to using your cards and then the fantastic flagship credit card with three times the points on travel and two times on everything else outside of travel. Speaking of rewards, man, reward yourself with a smoother car purchase process. Unfortunately we can't help you with that car dealer, but we can help you with the auto loan process if you can't pay cash Applying is easy. You can do it all on their mobile app, online, or by phone at Navy Federal, and it's so fast, you'll get a decision in seconds. Navy Federal has great rates on auto loans, plus you know, you're know you negotiating with the dealer on that price or negotiating with a person who's selling that car on price. With their car buying service powered by TrueCar. you'll be able to shop easier, compare and get upfront pricing on your next new or used car so you can fit it into the budget. Navy Federal, our members are the mission Navy Federals insured by NCUA open to the armed forces, the DOD veterans and their families. Flagship rates are variable and range between 10.74% and 18% APR based on creditworthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to $1 at non Navy federal ATMs credit and collateral subject to approval message and data rates may apply. Visit Navy org for more information and to apply. Those were all the things. Weren't those interesting? Wasn't that amazing? I mean,
2: Yes. It was just like a cacophony of ideas coming from your brain into my brain all day long. Was and incredible. that was one of them. Yes. Or a couple, depending, you know, could have been. Who knows?
0: But we do huh? know this. We know that OG kicked this off at $65 million. OG feeling confident there?
1: Well, I wasn't going to walk through my math on it, but like Len said. So I, I just started at. Um a hundred billion or i'm sorry a billion and, and went down by what i think inflation kind of doubles every 25 years or so and uh you know, end up with kind of that 65 range so
0: len penzo i think that as a uh uh, uh menzo len penzo as we said at the opening today's show <laughs> being a man you're more optimistic about how much money she has than the woman on the show paula well, I guess that's true. We'll find out, won't we? Yeah. But, but I don't know. I'm looking at the look <laughs> on your face. You don't look confident.
3: Well, you know what? I, I, I'm, still ba- I, I'm just uh, baffled by, you know, Paula goes through all these machinations of her strategies, but her strategy has been not very successful up to this point. So maybe you should pick your strategies, Paula, and then do the opposite. That's what, what? I that's mm. like
4: Like the, the inverse uh, benchmark? Yes.
3: It's
2: the, yes. It's the Costanza yes. theorem.
4: Yes. 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 Exactly. What is the Costanza theorem? I mean, well, that, certainly it's a reference to George Costanza from
2: Seinfeld. Right. I mean, there, were, there were entire episodes of him just, and one in particular, of him just doing the, he's doing such the a opposite. failure in life. He finally realized, I just need to do the opposite of whatever I would normally do. And suddenly he's dating the hottest woman, you know, he's ever dated. And he's got this great <laughs> job and his parents don't bother him anymore. <laughs> well,
0: speaking of, let's not bother you anymore with, uh, Messing around. Let's give you the trivia answer. Here we go,
2: Doug. Hey there, stackers. I'm login collector and adrift spendthrift, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Hetty Green had to start reading the financial pages of the newspaper to her father and grandfather at the age of six because they had poor eyesight. She opened her first bank account at eight and became a bookkeeper at 15. According to Investopedia, she was known to use salty language, carry a gun, and travel great distances alone, all considered scandalous conduct for a woman, a true Joe's mom of her time. For all her incredible accomplishments, the nickname she was given by the investor community, they called her the Witch of Wall Street because living in the world as a woman has always been just great. So... How much was her fortune worth at her death? Well, today it would be worth $2.7 billion, which means Mr. Menzo is our winner because it was worth $100 million. I knew somebody was going to nail it. Did I hit it on the button today? Three times in a row, somebody nails it
0: on the button. Mr. Menzo wow. grabs it. Nice job, Len.
3: Well, that's awesome because I had no clue. You know, OG he set the bar there. I just had to pick a number and
0: I did a hundred and kicked it through the uprights. Nice job.
4: I, I, I take solace in the fact that no matter what strategy <laughs> I might have used, <laughs> it was going nowhere, Paula. Uh, I had no chance because uh, Len had already nailed it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was
0: just going nowhere.
2: But, Paula was uh, on a dry run there. I mean, it was like seven and a half minutes with no $12 words. And then she pulls out solace. So no, no, there, there were definitely a handful mm. of others. No, no, yeah, no. absolutely. We were in I'm, I'm
4: trying to remember what they were.
0: Monosyllabic words. I could tell Doug was starting to shake and then you finally came through. So it's fantastic. Well, that narrows the lead at the top. So, oh, gee, not quite as far ahead. And we will see next week exactly where this goes. But for now, time to get into the second half. Second half of our discussion today is brought to you by Magnify Money. Uh, Len, you know what happens when you go to stack? Well, wait a minute. What am I doing? Paula Pant, it's your last time yes. here. You know what happens when you go to stackyourbenjamins dot slash magnify money?
4: You find out that the products that you uh, encounter at your brick and mortar are nowhere near the best <laughs> in class. Nowhere Stop. near.
0: Stackyourbenjamins
2: slash magnify money. Boring people that question, Joe. What do you mean the boring people? She gave I, you, know you the straight I, answer. That is not what that setup is all about. I, I mean, we we can do a retake. Uh, but I, I Paula, mean, what else do you get there? Do you get uh,
0: do you get those uh, gross shakes you like? You just yeah. <laughs> you discover
4: that macaroni and cheese can be made into any assortment of uh, uh, edible um, candies. Snacks, desserts, drinks—you discover uh, a variety of, of use cases
0: for your favorite childhood foods. Drew, even hanging out here with us is disappointed. Paula, all the things you choose to say. Actually, what you're supposed to say? You can't do that. It's your last time. You got plenty of when she comes.
3: Things. You know what? When she comes back from Colombia, she will have that. She will have that lesson learned and she'll (laughs) nail it.
0: She'll have it down. No, but when she comes back, she'll be all (laughs) Columbia. She'll know like good journalism. And so she's (laughs) going to leave us in the dust. Yes. uh, Very sad. But we have her for half of a show here still. So let's jump on this. The first half of our discussion, of course, was all the things that Fritz, who's been retired four years, the things that he surprised him. And it surprised him that he would do some consulting work. It surprised him that he would buy a second home when he thought that he wouldn't. It surprised him also that he would co-run a charity and build a workshop. And also, and probably most of all that he doesn't think about money as much as he thought that he would, but the things that he had to look forward to that he really, really is still excited about joy of free time. And Len, you mentioned this in the first half your lack of free time, like general lack of free time. He says he doesn't have a ton of like non, non, uh, like sit around time, but he gets to be at the steering wheel now. Yeah.
3: The calendar is still full, but you decide what's on that calendar rather than your, your, bosses or, or whoever else. So, I mean, and that is huge. I mean, it's, it's awesome.
0: But is there ever worry OG about that calendar getting empty and it kind of slips away? Cause it feel like for some people, man, they get into retirement a little bit and they
1: atrophy. Are you talking about like atrophy, like from a mental standpoint? Yeah. I'm
0: talking about because Basically. they have free time. They just do nothing.
1: Well, I mean, that's, it's more of a, uh, more of a you problem i suppose than a retirement problem you know if if that's what you think that retirement is going to look like is sitting around and doing nothing you won't have very much time to do that cuz you know i mean you have to have energy you have to move around you have to exercise and eat correctly and you know have a reason for getting out of bed because if you don't pretty soon you just go why am i even here
0: but don't you think that this is a problem with people that retire from something? Like, I feel like when I talk to some people, especially when they're thinking about early retirement, they're early retiring because they hate working at place X. It's Mm. not about so much what's on the other side. It's about, they want to get out of this thing they're doing.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a problem in and of itself on, I think a couple of fronts. Firstly, why are you continuing to do the thing that you hate to do and not go do something else. And, um, And if you don't have the freedom to do that, you better find something that you do like to do because, you know, I mean, I've seen plenty of people who do the sail off into the sunset and sit on the rocking chair every day and watch the sun go across the sky and they don't have a lot of tomorrows. (laughs) It's just, it gets boring pretty quickly.
0: Which brings up another thing that he expected, Paula, which was exercising his mind. Again, I think this is a super important thing, like continue to exercise your mind.
4: Absolutely. Uh, maintaining your curiosity and learning for the sake of learning is, it's critical at all stages of life, but particularly in retirement when, you know, the onus of learning really rests upon you. You know, speaking with total candor, like there are many people who, when they are not forced to learn, choose not to. And, you know, while it's not my place to judge, it's simply unhealthy. So yeah, exercising your mind and exercising your body are critical at all stages of life and particularly critical when that, that outside enforcement is no longer there.
0: I love the fact that he set this up and that he thought about it ahead of time, right? This is what he expected. And I don't hear that very much. People saying in retirement, I'm going to exercise my mind. Len, I know that you were thinking about that, spending even more time at your blog, but also uh, you've got that kick-ass train you're working on. <laughs> yeah, I
3: got that. I got, uh, you know what? I want to improve my golf game. I want to learn another language. I want to do some charity stuff. Uh, even if now I'm thinking of actually starting up a charity and in, in the, uh, like Fritz has done, that's kind of giving me some good, you know, inspiration. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of things I think you, and, and before you retire, I think you have to have all this at least mapped out, you know, before you quit, you just can't quit and stop and expect to, uh, hang out. I mean, have a good, effective retirement because there's only so much golfing you can do, right? I mean, you're going to get, or sitting on the beach, you've got to be busy. You've got to have stuff to do. I mean, life is just, even at my old age, I still got hopefully a lot of years left, right? There's a lot of things to do and you can get bored
0: quickly. Well, you think about lens very seriously, the young age you retired at, I mean, You could have a time in retirement that's as long as your career was or longer. Yes. I I mean, that is
3: so true. And you've got to be busy and you've got to. And you know what? It does help to be inquisitive and and, and want to learn. I mean, you have to if you're that type that's always wants to learn and and learn new things. And I mean, I don't think it's going to be much of a problem in retirement, but I know there's a lot of people that they just want to go out and uh, they want to quit work and they want to go sit on the beach and, and sun themselves all day or whatever they do, you know, that, you know, that's going to get old. It really is. You've got to, you've got to have some goals. You've got to have some, some aspirations to do something to better, better others or better yourself or, or, you know, in your later years.
0: Doug, you've been uh, doing the one he talks about next, which is exercising. Um, exercising, Hi. uh, today with what? 16 ounce weights <laughs> with my, yes, with my left hand, <laughs> and 16 ounce weights. It's incredible, but very seriously, I know that, that you've got, because you are financially independent. I mean, you're working on doing exercise every day, correct? Off.
2: Yeah, I'm exercising. I'm out walking probably three to five miles a day through the woods, fighting off deer flies and tracking down my dogs. I'm kayaking. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all kinds of exercising.
0: Paula, his next thing that he looked forward to was pursuing curiosity. You and I have had this discussion. People talk about follow your passion. Fritz is not on mm-hmm. his passion, he's about curiosity in retirement. And I think, you know, this discussion Len and I were just having about living longer. I feel like you're going to live Mm -hmm. longer if you pursue this curiosity thing. Well, absolutely.
4: And, you know, part of pursuing curiosity is the development and, and acquisition of new skills. So, you know, he talks about some of the woodworking skills that he has, but for lots of people, retirement or a sabbatical is an opportunity to pursue novel interests that uh, you never had the capacity to pursue when you
0: were burdened by a heavy workload. The big thing in here again, OG, here at the end of the things that he expected, right? He doesn't talk about money. He doesn't talk about money at all. It's a retirement manifesto. It's a money blog. Doesn't expect to think about money.
1: Because he did a good job of planning all the way up to that point. And a lifetime of good planning is not going to be undone by a few years of market you know uncertainty or a few dollars extra spending you know over over budget on different things you know it's not going to be blown up because of because of a few you know a few wobbles in the plan he may not think about it as much but that's probably because he's got good systems in place and uh, does what when he does check in on it he checks on in in on it you know and knows what he's looking for you know like he's a board member he's Knows what financials he's going to look at. He knows what performance characteristics that he needs to look for, you know, when he's uh, reviewing those things, he probably has the same thing for his personal status. It's a great piece. We'll link to it in our show notes page at stackybedjamins.com.
0: Thanks to Fritz for writing it and uh, physician on fire for printing it. Some good stuff here. Speaking of good stuff, let's find out what's happening where all of you are. Uh, we're going to have our, guest of honor our contributor of honor go last today so uh mr og what's going on with you this fine weekend
1: it's the fall fall is fun time for og and and family so what uh
3: fall august is fall
1: it's it's fall
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh okay It's (laughs) it's <laughs> Deal. I can't imagine why you questioned that. Do you know how you Deal. can tell it's
0: falling in, 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 uh, in, what is it like in the, Texas? The it's only 96 degrees. That's why. Yes. Oh, it's a cold 96. front came through
1: Big cold front coming through. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the 80,
0: which makes it only 96. So you're good.
1: Yeah, there it is.
0: Mr. Penzo. <laughs> what's happening at lenpenzo.com? Uh, at
3: Lampenzo.com, we go over some money mirages. Uh, what they are basically are mistakes people make in the name of saving a few bucks. So they'll think they'll, they'll do something they think they're saving money. But in reality, it usually doesn't save the money at all. So Can, can you give us one stop. of those? Give us one of those. Just a little uh, taste. Sure. Okay. Here's a little taste. Oh, and since it's a taste in, in response, to, going to a restaurant. And ordering the daily special, a lot of people will go, "Oh, the daily special, sure, that sounds great. you know We're having the bass you know, marinated in a butter sauce, blah 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 blah. But they never tell you the price, but a lot of people think that it's a, a price special. It is not a price yeah. usually it's not oh, a, price a, brother it's a price special. It's another issue. It's one of the most expensive things on the menu, usually, so that's the kind of things we're talking about. There's five others I've got. I'm not going to
0: tell you though, Joe.
3: Yes. You're going to make
0: people come to LenPenzo.com and check it out for themselves. Paula Pant thought it was expensive spending time with us. So she's kicking us to the curb. So uh, Paula, what's going to happen at Afford Anything
4: while you're gone? So on the Afford Anything podcast, everything will continue to run as normal. So in the month of September, as we've always done, we uh, will have what's called the September sabbatical. We've done that every year for the past three years, which means in the month of September, you're going to hear some of our best episodes from the archives. Morgan Housel, the investment writer, Rand Fishkin, the founder of Moz.com. You know, there's some of our, our best archived episodes. So that's in September. And then October, November, December, we have Stanford professor Jeremy Utley talking about the routine habits of breakthrough thinkers, you know, original thinkers. Uh, We have Daniel Crosby talking about behavioral finance. We have Laura Vanderkam, a time management expert, talking about tips for instituting practices in your life that can help time management, not at the tactical level, but rather at, at the strategic level. So all of that is queued up and ready to go for the rest of the year. So in other
2: words, you have plenty of time for your own podcast
0: not exactly. Else. Precisely. <laughs> 10 months. I, th- I, I think she has yeah. them all queued up and ready to go, which is the, uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah going to be uh, a tough 10 months without you, Paula, but we will oh. try to make it through it. I will absolutely
4: miss being on this roundtable. And I look forward to coming back in May of next year, May 2023.
0: It's funny because we have people in the comments talking about, talking about that, about give us the date. So there it is. Mm -hmm. May of next year, we will see Paula again, but we got a lot of good stuff between now and then that, um, that we're going to try to duct tape this thing together without Paula Pant. Speaking of duct tape, I need you to duct tape something for me (laughs) there, Mr. Doug. Duct tape this. What should we...
2: I don't know how we get getting out of this. Once, Once again, you we? want me to save the show? What should, should, <laughs> thing, Joe? should we have learned today? Like I, like I do three times a week. Let's just put a bow on this. Here's what we should have learned today. First, retirement. Maybe it's different than you think it'll be, but that's okay. Come to your post-working years expecting flexibility and with a ton of hobbies, and you'll be off and running on your new adventure. Second... Don't retire from something. Instead, retire to something like in Paula's case, writing a thesaurus. But the big lesson. <laughs> thanks, Len. But the big lesson, man, all of this stuff about women's inequality. I'm sure glad we finally fixed it. I mean, we got no glass ceiling anymore. We've had a woman president. We've wait, what? What's that? we We still, we still have work to do. 160 years after Hetty Green? What the hell is taking so long? Hey, amazing Steve Stewart, fix this women's inequality thing in post, would ya? Thank you. Thanks to balla for joining us today. You'll find her podcast, Afford Anything, wherever you're listening to us today. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You'll find Len at lenpenzo.com. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash OG for his calendar. Okay, buckle up, folks. Here we go. This show is the property of SP Podcast LLC. Copyright 2022 and is written in part by Paulette Perhatch, who helps writers power their words, their work, and their earning potential with their Powerhouse Writers Coaching Program. Find out more at powerhousewriters.com. Thanks also to our team who made today possible. Brooke Miller juggles the production of this show, handles the show notes, and creates our amazing newsletter to the 201. You know, while raising a one-year-old. Tina Eichenberg and Gertrude Smith are our social media mavens. Not only should you not take advice from these cheese bags, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for- Entertainment purposes only before making any financial decision, speak with a real financial advisor.
0: We don't really have to wait a minute, do we? We totally. It gets better <laughs> when you say that. I should. I shouldn't have even answered. Welcome to the after show. I pulled up this list of ten of the strangest milkshake flavors. You got to hear these because these are just incredible. Uh, the have, have you guys had bacon in your shake before? Nope. No. No. Not yet. <laughs> there's a there's a uh, there's a bacon flavored shake at the at the southern uh, burger chain root burger uh, at the root burger chain where it's called an Elvis Presley and it has bacon in it and I thought I gotta have this thing it was disgusting like it was so I don't know the bacon flakes with vanilla ice cream just 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 didn't didn't do it but I'll tell you what's even even grosser is that my Google in this piece, you know, serves up random ads and it has an ad for dandruff, like right below, right below the bacon flavored shake. And the top of this dude's head looks exactly like the bacon in the picture above. So not, uh, not selling much there. How about this one? Buffalo wing milkshakes sound like what Doug wants on a Friday night. It's got celery in it. Buffalo wing milkshake.
2: (laughs) Oh my God.
0: So.
3: Well, that makes it much better.
4: (laughs) What else is in there? Is it like buffalo
0: sauce, blue cheese? It's just what's bad. They don't give you the whole thing, but it looks like there is blue cheese sprinkled on the top. Hmm. And then it's a, it's, it's a buffalo flavor. It's like that orangey, you know, that burnt Sienna crayon. in, in your pack, 64 pack of crayons. When you were a kid, there is a drink, a Japanese beverage uh, shake here that is pancake flavored. Oh, mm-hmm. stack of pancakes. See that being good. That sounds good. Yeah, because yeah, I can. I can imagine pancake ice cream. Pancake flavored right. milkshake. It can even be warmed up. It says. Hmm. And then behind before, with or without syrup. I know. But, well, it says it uh, that it's sweetened with syrup.
3: So yeah, okay. so yeah, the syrup's a
0: part of it. I think that's mandatory, that don't you? It's got yeah. Be.
3: And the whipped cream on top and a little strawberry on top. Oh, delicious.
0: This this is OG's favorite. Behold the cocktail that only the most ardent McDonald's lover would drink uh, because OG not only likes milkshakes, but mixing them with alcohol. Uh, It's called the McNuggetini. You take a McDonald's (laughs) chocolate (laughs) milkshake, vanilla vodka, and pour it into a barbecue sauce rim martini glass and garnish it with a McNugget right on the right on the edge of the martini
1: some people have more free time than brains.
0: does that mean you don't like it sweet potato milkshake but anyway this is a long way to get to we're here to experience a milkshake Mm -hmm. and this is this is why this is why you guys uh, uh, need to be here live with us watching this because paula has made us a special milkshake for her last after show
4: Absolutely. So in honor of my last after show for the next 10 months, I was dared by some roundtable members who shall remain nameless to create a macaroni and cheese milkshake, which I did. I filmed myself doing it. I'm going to post it on Instagram, on my Instagram. You know, I I had to make it prior to the show because, of course, it would just take too much time to try to make it live during the after show. But the ingredients include, of course, Macaroni and cheese, a box of Kraft mac and cheese, several scoops of mac and cheese flavored ice cream, which we all know I've got in my freezer, Who uh, doesn't? some milk, some standard regular 2% milk, and then I can top it off. I have these on hand to top it off. Mac and cheese flavored gummy candy. Oh my God. So, <laughs> you As see- seen on social media, mac and cheese gummy candy. So with all of those, I created a mac and cheese milkshake. Uh very simple. You just make the mac and cheese and then stick that plus mac and cheese ice cream plus milk in a blender, blend it up. And uh she
0: she so she you recorded yourself making this. I did. Yes. And now we get to record yeah. you barfing it up.
2: You better chug that <laughs> whole thing, girl. Yep.
4: So so if, if you uh I'll I'll post it on Instagram. If you go to if you'll go to my Instagram, you will see me making a mac and cheese milkshake in honor of my final appears on Stacking Benjamins this calendar year. Here so, we go.
2: Take a deep breath. Cheers. So
4: please, anyone else who's drinking, please raise your glass and cheers.
2: <laughs> I've got just straight water. Four, five, Lynn, you. Let's see that low ball. Come on. Go, 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 go. Come on. Come on. Oh.
4: <laughs> it's good. It's a bit uh,
0: bit sticky. Aye. Can you taste the chunks? Like the macaroni oh, chunks?
4: It's like a, uh, still a lot of chunks. I, I might need to blend it a little bit more. Is it cold? Oh, yeah. I stuck it in the freezer right after I made it. What? Chunks of what? Chunks of chunks cheese? Chunks of macaroni or- and cheese. She actually oh, blended the God. macaroni pieces. I, I blend, oh. Yeah, I blended the mac and cheese with ice cream and milk. I thought you were just going to do like the cheese flavor mix from the thing. Oh, no, no. Um. So I got this recipe by, go- <laughs> well, I'm sure it cost a fortune. I got the recipe by Googling <laughs> mac and cheese milkshake, finding a restaurant that serves it, and then watching the YouTube video in which they show how they put it together and they blend, uh, Mac and cheese into their milkshake, so I figured I would do the same. So definitely,
1: here we definitely are. one of those Michelin star restaurants, I'm sure. Well, I
3: was gonna say, did, did you see the grade card on the window of that restaurant? I wonder yeah. what, what the letter was. <laughs> C minus is not good.
1: It seems like it's, it's passing, but it's really not.
4: C for cheese. C for yes,
1: very cheesy.
4: And 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 my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> This There's, this is the milkshake of the future. You know what? This combined with a bacon milkshake, I think we're really onto something. Oh,
0: oh I think I'll do macaroni and cheese milkshake before the before the uh, the bacon <laughs> Why not mac and cheese with bacon bits in it? Oh. <laughs> or hot
3: dog chunks. Mac and cheese oh. and bacon. Hot or, dog. <laughs> If you're going with hot dog chunks, then just go with chunks. Just, hey, that was a bachelor's. <laughs> when I was a bachelor, that was that yeah. was. It was craft oh, yeah. macaroni and cheese yeah. and some Oscar Mayer hot dogs. You just slice up the hot dogs, you throw them in with the craft macaroni and cheese, and oh my god, delicious! And it's deluxe. <laughs> yes, exactly. I call it
1: delicious per se, but it's uh, sustenance. Something. Wow.
0: Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is.